For MeatPoultry.com, I'm Joel Cruz, Editor. This is the latest in a series of podcasts, web news reports, and feature stories that are part of Family Business Focus, a partnership between Meat and Poultry and the North American Meat Institute. The metal of business owners and operators of all types and sizes has perhaps never been tested more than during the coronavirus pandemic. While many companies may have previously had some semblance of a crisis plan in place for unlikely circumstances that could affect their business operations, almost nobody could have predicted the devastating and widespread impact a global pandemic would have. In this week's Meat and Poultry podcast, Craig Aronoff, co-founder and principal consultant of Chicago-based Family Business Consulting Group, discusses how in many ways crisis management in a family-owned and operated business can make or break the company and family bonds. Craig's logic-based approach and years of consulting expertise are especially relevant during the current business climate. How is it different managing a just a crisis in general, be it a pandemic or a a recall or a, you know any kind of upheaval, the death of maybe a, an owner or something like that. How is it different dealing with these kind of crises in a family business versus a more traditional non-family business kind of structure? Well, uh, everything in family businesses is in some way personal, of course. So we're not talking about executives that are working from, from boards of directors that represent hundreds or thousands of shareholders, we're talking about uh, folks who own the business, uh, who interact with each other daily, uh, and, and who feel deeply about uh, what's going on, both from the perspective of what the business is experiencing, that is to say, um, you know, what risk are we facing, and, and what cost are we facing, and, and how do we deal with those, those issues. Uh, but there's also uh, a real deep caring about the, the people, the employees, the relationships with, with clients, uh, and, and all of this takes on a, uh, perhaps even a, even a greater uh, weight uh, because it's not only it's not just business; it's it's more than business uh, for the family businesses that are that are that own and are involved uh, in these enterprises. Um, they, uh, they're obviously concerned about each other's health. Uh, they're obviously concerned about their capacity to continue to uh, run their business effectively. And they're obviously uh, concerned about uh, the issues that are arising out of the, the specific problems of, of you know, what could arguably be called the, uh, the emergency or the crisis situation. What are, I mean, for a, for a business that's family-owned that's maybe first-generation, and maybe they have a few family members they brought into it, but they're still fairly young, haven't got to that second generation yet. I assume it's they're they're not as equipped to to deal with something like this as maybe a second, third, fourth generation, because just by virtue of the fact there's not as many layers of ownership, and they haven't had to cross a lot of, of bridges in a lot of ways. So right. I assume they're kind of at a disadvantage. How how do they position themselves best? Yeah, and I and I and I'd go from the other side. I'd say. One of the great things about family businesses that have been passed from generation to generation is that they have had experience with all sorts of circumstances in the course of their history. So I literally work with some family businesses that are uh, over 100 years old and who can talk about 
It sounds like kind of a 
a good place to start or a benchmark, like you mentioned the word reputation, doesn't yeah. do you think it helps to kind of have an established, okay, here's here's who we think we are and who we portray ourselves to be in the, you know, in a from a business strategy standpoint, and here's our kind of our our mission statement if it if, if that's something that that uh, these companies might have it. Do you think that's a good starting place so that that's kind of the rallying point for, for oh, all the decisions? Uh, absolutely. And, and in, in the good times, you know, we're talking to our clients and we'll say, well, having a mission statement's a good idea. And, uh, and, and sometimes the eyes roll, you know, you want us to sit down and write, write this on a piece of paper. Um, but uh, having, having a clear idea of why you're doing what you're doing, how you do what you do, what the the the, uh, the policies are that guide you, um, a sense of, uh, of of agreement among certainly among the the members of the family who are owners of the business uh, about uh, what priorities are uh, are 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 crucial preparation to be successful when when things get get really tough uh, and uh, we we start with families and say. Don't you think too that that just just as you know, just as likely as there is to be uh, maybe kind of a, some negative uh, dynamics kind of brewing below the surface in a, maybe a family ownership situation that maybe some issues that haven't been resolved. This might not only might this you know cause that to kind of uh, that festering to kind of blow up, but at the same time, I assume there's situations where those this this is also the crisis can serve as as kind of a rallying point where Absolutely. everyone puts those things behind them and, and focuses on a common cause. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, and it's not it's not random. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, it, 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 I, I talk about uh, destructive cycles, which are things are going wrong. We start blaming each other. Uh, we start arguing with each other about it, which just makes the entire process spiral downhill. And, and that that can happen in a in a non-family business, and that can happen in a family business. Uh, on the other hand, and we call those vicious cycles, there can also be virtuous cycles where uh, the experience of having gone through uh, a crisis situation like we're talking about uh, really, really builds relationships, really builds confidence, really builds reputation, 
and instead of a, a downward spiral, it, it sort of uh, initiates an upward spiral, a virtuous spiral. Uh, and, and and when it's all over with, uh, you know, you, you catch your breath and you say, uh, that which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Mm-hmm. And what have we learned from this to go forward? And uh, the lessons uh, that can be learned in circumstances like those impacting businesses today, you know, could, could have positive impacts for a century. Absolutely. So what, I mean, how, how would you recommend to, to a company that might be consulting with you as they try to, you know, sort through and prioritize their options or their responses to, say, a COVID or a coronavirus type of crisis, and they're, they're having to consider changing their, their whole business model, maybe shifting from, from food, service, food service or a retail type of focus or looking at, you know, different options of, you know, all the pivoting options they might have as far as letting people go or maybe re, just rejiggering however their, their business model might have traditionally been. What, how, how do you, how would you recommend that they kind of put those things, you know, well, here's our options, here's our priorities, how do, we, how do those things come in line with each other and how do they go through that process? Yeah. Uh, and and let's let's get in here and let's do what we need to do and you know burn the midnight oil and have the meetings that we need to have to figure this thing out. Uh, I'd say secondly and, and most realistically, you really got to understand your financial situation. So uh, you're you're reviewing uh, not only your P and L, uh, uh, which which is always important, of course, uh, but your P and L probably looks absolutely horrible because your your revenues have dried up for. Cisco, uh, right? Cisco owns them? I'm sorry? Doesn't Cisco own them now?
clients of theirs, um, where, where they'll deliver next day, um, you know, the wonderful product that they have, uh, and, uh, and become extreme, you know, their customer orientation, which used to deal with, 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 with people that were buying for restaurants are now dealing with, with homes and their, their rolling stock, which used to take, uh, their products to restaurants are now delivering to homes. And, uh, as far as I can, I don't know the numbers on this one, but, uh, we're very pleased customers of theirs, uh, and uh, and it seems to be working out really well for them. Um, and again, so so they were they were drawing on deep knowledge that they had from their experience in this industry over many years, uh, and they got together. And this word pivot has become a cliche, but clearly they they pivoted uh, and said, "Where can we find a market for for what we know how to do?" Uh, they identified it. What do we need to do? Uh, and they have great customer service and, 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 and a great great logistics because they're out there delivering the homes on a you know next day uh, next day basis. Hmm. So I, you know I, that's a family that used its knowledge, uh, stuck together, uh, and and figured out uh, in effect a new strategy. And I it'll be interesting because uh, as the restaurants open back up, assuming they can get the supply they need, uh, you, you know they may wind up doubling their business or more um, because they've opened up a, a whole new um, customer base. Wow, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to look them up. Yeah. Um, so as, a, as you know, coming out of that, that initial meeting or a series of meetings that are you know, these all hands on deck type of meetings and brainstorming sessions where, where the strategies and the, the different maybe milestones, if this happens and then we respond this way, how... What do you think is the best way to communicate that, and and the frequency and the the tone and the the just the overall messaging should be to sharing that with the with the non-family member employees? Well, I, one of the things that's on your agenda when you're when you have these these meetings uh, are reviewing your your whole uh, staff and HR situation. So you, you may have to be laying some people off, and obviously the government programs that were available uh, were designed to, uh, uh, to to help with that process. Um, so you, you, you may have to make some hard decisions about uh, specific employees or, or certain groups of employees. Um, so there's that aspect to it. And, and, and then the messaging becomes extremely important. Uh, and for family businesses in particular, the, the way the message often goes is, you know, we've been in this business for two generations or three generations or 20 years or 50 years or whatever it may be, um, and we've, we've faced crises before. Here's what we're doing to deal with this crisis. Here's what we anticipate going forward. Uh, sometimes there are uh, situations where uh, you're asking your employees to share in your sacrifice. Um, so some of them may have reduced uh, income, some of them may have uh, furloughs, uh, some of them may be asked to work uh, harder uh, because the, the number of people in the staff is reduced and uh, there's still work to, to be done. So uh, the, the whole uh, human resources aspect of this is an important part of the thinking and an important part of the planning and communicating with, with, with your, your, your people uh, is, is critical as well. Make sure to check out the latest monthly features for Meat and Poultry's print edition and stay on top of daily industry news online at meatpoultry.com. 
Also, follow us on social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, all by searching at Meat Poultry. And if you liked or didn't like what you heard, or if you have suggestions for future topics or guests, please leave us a rating and review. Your feedback is really valuable as we develop future podcast topics. Thank you for listening and have a great day.